Welcome to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, episode 124, with Sarah Kornack and Bethann Schwamberger. Today on the show, we're talking with Jessica Lynn of the Etsy shop Love Lila Ann. This is another episode that we recorded initially as a blab, which is a live video streaming chat where other people can join in and comment. You can find the video replay of that live blab at blab.im. We are also going to be posting them to our YouTube channel as well. So it's a very informal chat. It's not a structured interview. On the blabs, we try and talk with a member of the Brilliant Business Mom community and try and brainstorm ideas for them to grow and expand their business. And so that's what we're doing today with Jessicalyn. You'll also notice there's a little bit of a timing difference in the audio sometimes because it was originally a blab, so bear with us on that. But it was a really fun chat. Jessica Lynn has a great business idea, and she wants to do awesome things with her Etsy shop. And I think our brainstorming with her might also give you ideas on ways that you could grow and expand your own business. That being said, let's get started. You're listening to the Brilliant Business Moms Podcast, practical business advice for startup moms. So I'm Bethann. I'm one half of the Brilliant Business Moms Podcast, which I co-host with my sister, Sarah. I'm Sarah, the other half of the Brilliant Business Moms Podcast. And then do I do it opposite? Does that show you, Jess? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jess, and I'm the owner of uh, Love Lila Ann. Um, I'm a Nikki nurse, and a mommy, and a puppy mommy, and life is busy and great. So are you still working as a NICU nurse? Yeah. If, like full-time, part-time? I work part-time, so I work 28 hours a week. So I, I kind of work a lot of days in a row, and then I have like six days off in a row. So mm-hmm. this is my last day off. So I go back, back tomorrow for like oh. seven out of eight days. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's my busy, goodness. It's nice because my six days off, I really feel like I have like a vacation. You know, like I really do have like okay. a nice stretch off, which is perfect. Yeah. Does your husband's schedule work well with that? I would think that could be tricky scheduling things. And Well, luckily, I work evenings. So I work 3 to 11. And then he works like a regular 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And then my mom's boss is great. And so on the weekdays when I have to go to work, she gets off a couple hours early. And she comes over and watches my girls until my husband gets home. That's nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. That's such a, yeah, that's a great arrangement. Oh, family. So great. I'm I'm always a little bit envious. I don't don't know what I would do without my mom and my mother-in-law. I would surely be in the funny farm for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Although some people probably say their mom and their mother-in-law put them in the funny farm. (laughs) So it's good you have that. I am very lucky that is not the case. (laughs) You've got a good relationship there. That's good. (laughs) Great. Oh, and then Jesse just asked for your shop, so I just put that down there. So Jessica's shop is Love Lila Ann, which I think is so cute. Such a sweet name. Yeah, Yeah, so Jessica, if you want to kind of tell us a little bit more about what – inspired you to start your shop and kind of your big picture mission and things like that? So I I tried to start this business 
uh, before I even had my first, my Annie. So this was like, oh gosh, this was before this is probably close to four years ago. And I actually didn't start it as like a baby bedding. I started it as baby or preemie um, onesies and pants that they could wear when they still had IVs because right now, you know, our babies don't wear anything unless they don't have any IV access. So Mm. I wanted their parents to be able to dress them when they still had IVs. I put a lot of work into the company and got as far as finding a manufacturer from China and then found out that they wanted 50 grand to mass produce the line because they will only produce you know, a full container load at a time. They won't do anything smaller mm. than that. So I kind of put that on hold because I didn't, I didn't want to pay for the, the loan, you know, the 50 grand, you know, whatever that was going to be a month. So I put that on hold. I had kids. And then once my little one got a little bit older, I decided that I've always wanted to own my own business. That's always been a goal. And so I wanted to do something else. And so, you know, in my hospital, we have four, four different beds and four different mattresses, and we don't have any fitted sheets that fit them. And I, I don't know in your hospital, but in my hospital, our blankets are the bunnies, the bunny blankets. And I was so sick of seeing those bunny blankets all over the place. They're just so... Yeah, you mean with the blue and the yes. pink stripes, yes. that same? The blue yes. and pink stripes. Those are everywhere. I'm so I load those stupid blankets. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I take yeah. care of the pretty sick kids that are there for months. I usually take the kids that are born really, really early and I... I, I, what we call primary them. So I take care of them for months and months and months Mm -hmm. at a time. And I just got so sick of, you know, their space not being personalized. And, you know, these parents are here for, you know, six months, eight months. And, you know, other than bringing uh, books and maybe some toys and maybe a mobile, you know, I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't a space that they, that feel felt welcoming. And I remember having kids, I labored over designing their nursery and picking the colors and picking the blankets and picking what to, you know, to hang on the wall. And I got such pleasure out of that. And um, I just felt awful because these parents never really got that opportunity. And so I decided to find out a way to um, create bedding that they could use in the hospital, but could also take it home. So I searched and searched and searched and couldn't find anything. And so I was sitting one day and I had my scrubs on and that at the ankle of my scrubs are like a cord lock and a cord elastic. And I thought, man, I could use that and in place of just regular elastic and a fitted sheet. And maybe I could make like an adjustable fitted sheet that they could Uh, use in the hospital, but could also take it home. So I made a big size that would fit a regular standard crib mattress that you'd have at home. And then we have a big PD mattress, which I'm sure you guys have seen like at the bigger size and in pediatric units, they have like, they usually have like the big canopy on top. So yeah, that Mm -hmm. size to the hospital and, and it, and it worked perfect. It fit, you know, it took some maneuvering to get it, you know, to get it tight enough and then just to kind of shimmy the fabric, but it fit perfect. So then I said, okay, let me do a smaller size. So I figured, okay, I'll make it the size of a diaper changing pad 
and then maybe it'll fit our smaller mattresses. So I brought it to work and it did. It fit three of our mattresses. So in our isolettes and our warmers and then in our smaller open cribs. So I tested it out on a couple different babies. I made one for the baby that I'm taking care of now. And I made one, Mm -hmm. I asked the parents what his nursery looked like. And I picked out some fabric and made one for him. So he's my my guinea pig. And then (laughs) before that, a friend of mine had a baby. She's actually a NICU nurse too. And she had her baby a few weeks early and I took care of her for a few days. And I used one of the prototypes on her and it worked perfect. So I was really excited. So I just started buying a ton of fabric, which is fun for me and making a ton. And I love Lila Ann was born, I guess. I love that. I I mean, out of your profession and then you saw a need and, but it's also a very real way to help those parents that are going through something that's very difficult or to just make them feel happier about their surroundings. So I, I absolutely love that. Thank you. Yeah. I, man, Jessica, I feel like you have such a unique opportunity here because you are an expert in this area. You know, you work with babies day in and day out and combining that with this really like a unique Mm -hmm. invention really, you know, is, I think that's so cool. Well, I was just clarifying. So like, for example, the diaper changing pad that any of those fitted sheets you created would also work on yes. the NICU yes. mattresses, so all right? Of, all of okay. The, we have two sizes. So the big size is the standard crib mattress and it fits the PD crib. And then the smaller size fits a diaper changing pad, but it fits three of our mattresses in the NICU. Yeah, that's awesome. Because too, then those NICU parents it still is going to be a useful thing for them once they go home. You know, the fact that they can, yeah, take that mattress pad and go use it for their changing pads. So yeah. My hope was that, you know, even parents that don't have NICU babies and want to buy um, some bedding for their baby that has never been in the hospital, you know, when when their child is done with their sheets, they could donate it to their local NICU so that their local NICU could have like a stash of stuff that their babies could use, their long-term babies could use. That's nice. Now, does your, like, are there any hospital rules that come into play with, they want you to use their certain bedding or most hospitals don't care? Parents can bring in their own blankets and stuff. So I don't think they really care. I did run into some issues with my manager just because she was, she thought I was advertising to parents, which I wasn't. I was just giving a gift to it. Mm. And I always give a gift to the babies I take care of. So it just has to be laundered through the parents. So a lot of the stuff gets lost if it, if it gets in our mix of stuff. So I'm working on like a little leather tag, like a name tag that they could put on the cord elastic so that it wouldn't, so that the, it would kind of alert the staff like, Hey, this is, you know, Luke's bedding, so don't put it in our wash. That makes that, sense. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. did uh, Who did Julie Fuller use for her leather identifiers? I forget. Oh, oh. I think she told us in her blab, but she yeah, was it, it was. Oh it wait, was she wasn't this, leather though. Well, it, it was wood. wood. Yeah, it was that's wood. right. That's oh, right. That's right. All this wood, I think, is what it's called. 
I could look up and see. Yeah, I think they just do the wood tags, but I bet you could find, I bet there's an Etsy seller out there who does (laughs) a durable tag that would work for you for sure. That is a good idea. So, okay. So I'd love to hear Jessica Lynn, um, kind of what you've tried so far to market your shop. And then I already have like quite a few ideas, but I just kind of want to hear maybe where you're at Um, so so far. I've only really been open for a couple weeks. I, I start, I advertised like my Instagram following and my Facebook fan page that I was open, I think a couple weeks ago. I got a lot of custom orders from like friends and family and people that knew people who had babies. And so I've kind of gotten the ball rolling. I opened the shop a little bit prematurely just so I could kind of, by the time I opened, I'd already have some sales and have like a couple reviews. So people weren't coming to my shop like, hey, she's never had a sale. (laughs) Who is this chick? Yeah, that's always a hard part. um, Mm -hmm. And then I've I took Hillary Rushford's um, Instagram with intention class and I've been trying to build up my Instagram following and trying to put into play the things that I've learned in that class. I want to put together a ebook, like a parent's guide to the NICU. And so I'm working with some friends oh, of mine awesome. at work to put like a, you know, a hit list of things that would help when you have a baby in the NICU and then going to use that to so that people can sign up for a newsletter that'll be like their free free gift yeah. with you know when you sign up uh, when you sign up for my newsletter so that's in the works and then I'm in the process of taking Melanie Duncan's Pinterest power of pinning class and so I'm trying to right. I'm doing working on my Pinterest boards and organizing them and making them look pretty. And I'm not even like a quarter of the way through that class because I was really focused on like making a bunch of products so that I didn't have like five items in my shop. And then I started doing like shop updates. So I think I have like three shop updates in my Etsy shop and that's brought a little bit of traffic. I'm slowly starting to get more followers and likes in my shop, which helps And in the meantime, I'm always working on like keyword phrases. And that's been, I mean, I took, I did the, the guide to Etsy getting found on Etsy. And it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I have read so many articles on SEO and it just, I mean, I never understood it. I was like, I'm never going to get it. Like I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, but I just don't get it. And your, your ebook, I mean, I, I got it. I was like, I told my husband, I said, Oh my God, I totally understand oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, and, <laughs> oh, and here's, yeah, here's the thing too, because when, when you look up just like SEO online, it's all these dude guru guys and they're talking about like website SEO. SEO on Etsy is a very different beast than SEO in other places. So a lot of that crazy, complicated advice that we may all see on other sites. But yeah, so SEO, I find the same thing. I I initially thought with SEO, I would never get it either. And then I realized like, oh, there are some very focused things I can do in our Etsy shop and that work. And I can forget all this other like crazy advice that the gurus give because they're talking in terms of like these huge websites ranking on the first page of Google for, you know, competitive things. So 
Anyways. Maybe we could answer um, Gianna's question from Family Friend Twin City. Gianna said, what is the first thing you should do to consider going on Etsy? You guys are inspiring me to help my mom get her stuff on Etsy. So I'm really curious what your mom wants to sell. That's really interesting. The first thing to do, I mean, just create an account and start going at it. Create your products and it's easy to set up an account. It's easy to set up your shop. Etsy pretty much walks you right through the process that you need to follow to set up your shop. Yeah. It's important to keep adding to your product line, but I wouldn't hold back and just like, don't wait until you have 50 products to open. Just open with yeah. a couple and then keep it's adding. Started. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. get started. Yeah. yeah. And you'll, um, and yeah, and if you can get an Etsy shop set up in a day, you know, I recommend just getting started first. I mean, yeah, it's nice if you can get a pretty header, but it's more important to get started and start learning how to make sales, I think. So yeah, you can get your header up. I think another good recommendation is look at what other shops are doing to get ideas for what you should include mm-hmm. in your policies or maybe how you should phrase the yeah. about page. Like you can get a lot of ideas from what other people say. Yeah. From other sellers. And cause I've realized by doing that, like, Oh yeah, we should probably include yeah. that in our policies or yeah. So that's helpful. And even descriptions. I mean, I always recommend really nice long listing descriptions, including more keywords is better for SEO. But if that's going to prevent you from getting started, then don't even worry. I mean, just include the bare minimum Definitely. to get started. With Christmas on the way, if your mom wants to get started, like now is the time. I think we said, we said in an earlier yes. episode, we yeah, started our wait. amateur naturalist like end of November. And because we were open during right around Christmas, we got those early sales, which I think really helped. So if she's interested, do it now. Now is the time yeah. of year to get started on Etsy, yes. even if you've never made a sale before. And, and Jessie mm-hmm. here says she started with only one item in her shop. So yeah, just start. Yeah, so Jessalyn was yeah. sharing some of the things she's done so far to get traffic. And I will say to Jessalyn, I think your photos are great. Like you were off to a great start. That's the one thing I noticed from a lot of new Etsy yeah. sellers is I'm like, oh, I think your photos need some more. You know, that's kind of a common thing. And it's like, oh, you really should redo them all. Oh, yours, no, yours are so good, clean and bright and they're they're lovely. So that part is, yeah, you've got that covered. One thing I was going to recommend for you, and I feel like you have this like secret weapon in the fact that you're a NICU nurse and you know what this world is like day in and day out, and you're an expert in this. Mm -hmm. So one thing I would really recommend is a lot of guest posts if you can, and they don't have to be, you know, they don't have to be 2000 words and crazy complicated, but, but take up, cause I know I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can think of like, okay, what are all the questions that new NICU parents have for you? What are their biggest concerns and the ways that you alleviate those concerns? What are, you know, the tips on, on, caring for their NICU baby and the ways they can, you know, take care of them while they're there and connect with them while they're there. All those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then obviously like even the hygiene thing and how they can yeah. protect their baby from germ. I mean, there's so many things you can talk about and there are, I mean, I would even just start with Googling like baby. Oh gosh. I had the exact term in my head earlier today and now I can't remember it, but it was like 
like really like baby authority websites for like babies for newborns. So yeah. So like not, not really the blog angle, but like really like I'm thinking of like babycenter.com. I don't know if they take guest posts, those authority sites. That is where I would go because if you can position yourself as that expert on everything related Mm -hmm. to NICU babies and caring for them and helping parents, I think, yeah, you're one, you'll get lots of people on your email list from doing that. Cause like you can do in your bio on those guest posts, you can say like, Hey, head here. I've got this great resource for NICU parents. So you get all these people on your email list. And if you send them like one quick little tip or like a note of encouragement every week on that email, doesn't have to be crazy complicated, but build that relationship. Because I'm sure you've I mean, a lot of what those parents need is like, oh, you just need someone to be like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, this is really hard. And yeah, like, so you can be that support. If you just give them that note of encouragement and a few tips here and there in that email every week, build that relationship and they'll start, you know, I think spreading the word and saying, letting their other you know, people they know, like it's, it will, I, I do think word of yeah. mouth will ultimately play a big role in your business, yeah. but you definitely have to, you know, <laughs> incubate it to get it. That's a funny idea. <laughs> no, no pun intended. You yeah. gotta incubate your business. Yeah. And the other thing that I've done, okay. I just recently applied to do some features on Instagram, handmade Instagram accounts. So I, I actually got a few, I got like five. So okay. I think a couple are in like a couple weeks. And then one is like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like that week. Okay. And then one of them isn't until like January 15th or something. So I'm working on that too. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. And now I don't know either. I've never tried on Instagram to look, but there's got to be some hashtags yeah, maybe been, that like NICU parents. I've been trying to target that. And, then, like, and maybe you already know. And yeah. trying to um, target people that are pregnant that maybe don't even have preemies, just moms okay. that are, you know, designing their yeah. nurseries. So I've been doing that too. Oh, yeah. I see NICU has 119,000 posts. NICU grad, 23,000 some posts. NICU baby, 16,000 posts. Yeah. So even those ones, there's, yeah. That's definitely one recommendation too is just like, yeah. And I know Hillary in her course talks about saying hello or whatever, but like for some of these particular, like, you know, NICU baby, just popping over and saying yeah. hi and just saying like, oh my God, you know, your baby's adorable. I'm a NICU nurse. Like there's a, or what, a, you know, just connecting with, with all of these parents on that genuine level. Yeah. yeah obviously. But I, I know obviously on, like, we all have limited time. Doing so it, especially if I'm working, like yeah. I'll do it on my breaks, on my lunch breaks. So, or before I usually get to work a little bit early. So I have a little bit of time to do that too. Speaking of connecting with NICU mm-hmm. parents and moms, are there private Facebook groups out there oh, that's a good that idea. are like support mm-hmm. groups for NICU yeah. moms? And then if you were contributing your helpful advice from the NICU yeah. nurse point of view, but then also pointing them towards your shop as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good idea. And And it looks like Jessica was asking, I may have missed it, but is she going to do a blog as well? And you're not planning on doing a blog. No, I wasn't planning on doing a blog. I just, I I don't think I have time to really do it well. And if I'm not going to do it well, I don't want to do it at all. Right. 
Yeah. And I, I honestly think, cause it takes mm-hmm. so much time and work just to get a blog, like the traffic on a blog up and going. I think you will be way better yeah. served by taking your knowledge and guest posting other places and then just pointing them to your email list and pointing them to your yeah. shop. But I do think guest posting could be amazing for you. I think you really could oh establish yourself as an authority <laughs> in that even, Nikki I space and like, you know, yeah. yes. <laughs> you are oh my goodness and I listen I I mean I worked in pediatrics and just like floated to the NICU and I did a my preceptorship was in the NICU so that should show you right there I learned just from my preceptorship like I don't think I have the skills to uh, do this particular nursing job well I mean you NICU nurses are, you are yeah. experts. Like you are on this very, you're on this focused, you care for this very particular kind of patient. I mean, I'm always so yeah. impressed when I float to the NICU at like all the little things you guys know we're and pretty the ways protective. you care for those babies. I mean, <laughs> we're pretty yes, you're an expert, so I'm telling sure. you that. I've, I've slapped, yes. I've slapped the doctor's hand many a time and told them to That's stop true. touching my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Speaking of being That's an funny. expert though, Jessalyn, yeah, I totally agree. You are. That's what you're doing day in and day out. And I love your ebook idea, but I almost wonder now, I don't know, maybe it's good enough to be like an ebook on Amazon. Ooh. And like if it's if it's big enough, long enough, great enough, which I'm yeah. sure it will be awesome. And if you get advice and tips from other nurses that you yeah. work with that you could include in there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me sounds like a great book on Amazon because those parents are thrown into your yeah. world unexpectedly <laughs> a lot of time. They're going to be looking yeah. for resources yeah. on how to get through it or what they do and don't know. And then, so maybe you could pull bits and pieces out as your free yeah. often offer. But I don't know. If it works out, you don't need that many pages to make an yeah. ebook on Amazon. And it reaches a... Yeah. If it's like... Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... Fit- 50 page. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. No, but I, I agree. I yeah. think that's an awesome idea, Sarah. And even just like 50 pages, 50 pages in Word is enough to make that into like an ebook. And even if it was less, if it was 25 pages in Word and it becomes a $3 yeah. ebook, that mm-hmm. still is going to be this really helpful guide. And parents are going to be like, oh, wait, this is right. like by a NICU nurse. It's going to help me out. Yes, I'm going to pay $3 to get this information. Yeah. And that's one more way, like just getting found on Amazon. It's just one more way to bring right. people, make yeah. them aware of you, um, establish yourself have, as an expert. Even though, so our um, book, Time Management Mama, which we have on Amazon, it has definitely grown our email okay. list. <clears throat> I mean, there we've definitely, because we linked to... Well, we had a couple printables, I guess, that people could come and get Mm -hmm. that we link to in our book. So, and when they, to get the printables, they sign up for our email list and it has, it has added several hundred to our email list through the ebook. Now, how did you guys initially get people mm -hmm. to sign up for your newsletter? Did you do like any kind of promotion? Like, oh, initially we were doing the 52 weeks to a better business where each week we were trying to send out like a 
let's try this on your business, which we've slowly phased out. (laughs) Maybe some of you have noticed. (laughs) And now we're just trying to focus on like a tip. And then here's what happened on the podcast. But yeah, initially we kind of had like, it wasn't a program. It was just basically Mm -hmm. a a way that we phrased our email list to say, we're going to give you a tip or a suggestion. Gotcha. A new challenge. Yeah. A new challenge. Yeah. And even too, because our Facebook group is on secret, people have to give us their email address for us to invite them to the Facebook group. Like there's no other way. So I think Mm -hmm. we've mentioned that in other places too, like, you know, come be part of our community. And so they have to give us their email address to do that. And then at the top we have, which I need to change this because I think I still have like our Etsy SEO guide as one of the opt-ins up there. And that's now like a paid product. And then the other one is like discover eight apps mompreneurs are using to get more done. So that's one of the things. And then, I mean, we just take them all to that secret page of freebies. And so, and on some, and on some of our blog posts in particular, we'll say like, Hey, grab some Pinterest planning sheets, head here to sign up. And it's just over on that same secret page. So yeah, so we do kind of different things and then just use the secret page to be a catch all. Um, You could offer coupon to people who sign up for the email list. Yeah. It seems to to take very little, like just a small enticement Mm -hmm. will get people on the email list. Oh no, all of these people. Jessica, Carla, Brandy. <laughs> They're all saying 52 we weeks. That. We just we just were feeling so overwhelmed by yeah. that and our our focus kind yeah. of shifted, but maybe yeah. we should revamp it. Do you still like our yeah. email, Brandy, even though we phased it out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we already passed our one year mark though, so technically we're done with 52 weeks. But we, yeah, we did kind of phase out the challenges. <laughs> yes, of course, you guys are adorable. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> That's what we get. We always, we get like the adorable. We feel sorry girls. for you too, so we'll stick That's around like, on your email That's, what, that's why people like us. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels. So like, oh, you you're just so friends, cute. So we'll here you go. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Brandy assumed that 52 weeks was over. Okay. That's, that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> And how did you find us, Jessica? I'm curious. I don't even remember. I Oh, it was on podcast. It was the podcast. I went on uh, the podcast app and I think I searched Etsy. Oh, okay. And so I found you that way. And then, of course, I stalked you <laughs> everywhere else that you guys are. And here we are. <laughs> we love yeah. stalkers. Love it. <laughs> okay. So Jessica has a question. How do you build your email through Etsy or how do you ask for their email if Etsy is your only platform. So you can put a link in the in the top info section and you can put a link. Now these are dead links, correct, Bethann, on your about page as well. So people have to copy and paste oh. in order to get on there. Yeah. But you can do in your thank you oh, message, I think it's a live link. So when someone buys when someone buys, then you can link to, I should go 
I should check that. I think that one is live though. I'm pretty sure. So once they buy and you send them the thank you message, it'll have a link to your email list. And so um, Jesse, the way that it works is like if you would get MailChimp, for example, and it's free to get started on MailChimp, you they'll give you a special sign. You can go in there, customize your sign up form, and then they'll give you a little sign up form URL. It'll be like EE Pearl, da da da. It's like a very strange URL. But if you put that URL into your browser, you'll see that like, Oh, MailChimp like literally hosts the sign up form right. for you. So you don't have to have your own website. You just take them and there you can and then, customize yeah, it to make it look so, pretty yeah. and match match the feel of your Etsy. Yeah, colors, right. yeah. photos. But, yeah. And yeah, and exactly. And Jessica. But then can also do if Jessica guest posts, then yeah. she could use that same email sign up link in her bio on the guest post as well. So, yeah. And you'll link there and you can just say right on that page, you know, like sign up to get your free ebook or free and checklist. You can put it in whatever. an Etsy listing yeah. too, that um, link, the email sign up link for MailChimp, but that will be a dead yeah, link. But exactly. if you have an enticing reason right. offer in your description, offered, then yeah. you might get people. I mean, it's so easy to copy and paste. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I always hear online marketers say to like not waste your time mm-hmm. when it's a dead link, but I I 100% disagree with that advice because, yeah. and we, I mean, I don't know if you listened to our podcast with Sarah Gilcher on Tuesday, but I mean, I shared right in there that we did our little tutorial video and we've had 900 some views on our how to build a terrarium tutorial video. And the only way people would find that is either a Google search, a YouTube search, or as a dead link in our listing descriptions. And I really think a lot of people copied and pasted that dead link because they wanted to see us, they wanted to see our product in action. And so, yeah, I don't, I, I say yeah, I say don't worry about if it's a dead link because I, yeah, I think with yeah. your opt-ins and your audience, I think it will be enticing and enough of them are going to be like, oh yeah, I do want that freebie. I do want that mm-hmm. guide on how to care for my NICU baby or I do want that. You could even come up with, you could test out maybe one specific for NICU parents and definitely like the ebook on Amazon for NICU parents would be amazing. Just for any um, And then I would also maybe test out one that's uh, just for any parents of babies, yeah. like some sort of, yeah, some some sort of care guide or something or other just to get more people on that list because you never know too when like those parents mm-hmm. one your products are still super helpful to any parents with babies yeah. but two you never know when maybe their mm-hmm. next baby baby is in the NICU oh. or th- a friend of theirs then has yeah a so if you had the Amazon yeah. book okay yeah. so this is totally <laughs> yes, kind of exactly. a different direction <laughs> but it will support your business so we'll just go with it. <laughs> But like, so if you had the book in mm-hmm. paperback format, which is a lot easier to actually get done than, mm-hmm. than you might think through Amazon's Create Space, then that yeah. would make a fantastic gift you. for people <laughs> who do have a oh. friend who is in issue with their yeah. baby and they're going down to visit or they're sending a care package. And here's the paperback book of this awesome guy to help you. But also like, so NICU ebook and paperback version but then also like just a maybe a general guide to staying in the hospital with your kid type book as well like not not send a lot of the information would probably be similar Mm -hmm. but just like titled or geared towards a different group Mm -hmm. of people 
which I think would be very helpful. When we we had a hospital stay with Sullivan when he was uh, two months old, and there were definitely mm-hmm. things that I didn't know. Like what did the like like staying and being yeah. and what are the expectations mm-hmm. and different things like that. Like what are they doing or. I, I don't know. It there was a lot of confusing stuff going on when we yeah. were there because I was completely unfamiliar with that environment. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's great. I that also sparked in me if you had a paperback book like and like Sarah said, even yeah, two different ones. One that's the hospital for all parents whose kids are in the hospital and one for the NICU parents, you could almost do like a care package in your shop where somebody could buy, Mm -hmm. like, here's the paperback book, here's your teether, here's your sheet that's going to fit the NICU mattress. And then maybe add in, I don't know if there's like one or two other really nice products that you could add in there. So it's this whole package for them. And even like, you know, what would be really cute is like, if you had some sort of card that was like specific to a NICU parent, like kind of, kind of, I don't know, some way to express like, it's still that joy and excitement that you just had a baby, but it's also that sentiment of like, we're, we're thinking of you, we're praying for you. Like we're, we know this is like, this is congratulations, (laughs) but also like, we're here for you. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. I Um, love it. No, I love it. I know. know. Sorry, I feel like we're giving you a ton more stuff. You'll have to pick and choose for sure. I'm working on a couple other products. So I'm working on some knit swaddle blankets that are really big that work for little babies and big babies. They're really stretchy, so they fit really tight. And then I also want to work on some developmental toys or flashcards so that are mostly black and white. And they're really good for developmental play, especially for babies that are, for any baby really, but for babies that are in the NICU for long periods of time that really need that stimulation because they're mostly in a crib all day. So I'm, I'm going to work with one of our yeah. um, physical therapists at work and try to come up with some ideas for that kind of stuff. And I'll probably make awesome. some flashcards and then I'll probably maybe yeah. put some fabric as well from like spoon flower and make some like crinkle toys that, that, that would be like a little bit more interesting, I guess, for the babies than, you know, just like a plain piece of laminated fat or mm-hmm. piece of paper. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think, I mean, I know it's going to be, it all takes so much time and work, but I see you like a year from now, two years from now being like the one stop shop for like NICU parents. And you're going to appeal to more than that too. You'll definitely appeal to more than that, but you could literally be like that place where NICU parents start knowing like, here's where I need to go to get the help, the resources, the great. And I I do love your original idea with the clothing during our stay. Yeah. Like Sullivan was in his diaper the whole time and it would have been nice to have like the, the clothing that he could wear, but maybe there's, there has to be a manufacturer Mm -hmm. somewhere in the United States that could do like small batch. I don't know anything about that industry. Let's see. We, we talked to, yeah. they're very expensive. Who's the wildly in, are they yeah. in the United States? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, like Wildly so Co. Yeah, Haley, Haley Morgan. Yeah, and okay. I was, but yeah, she, I was even going to just do it myself, mm-hmm. but I don't know yeah. why he's a surgeon. So I, what I was going to do, because I have the patterns, I had the patterns professionally made years ago. Oh, so I have okay. everything. It's just a matter of, because I, wow. I did find somebody in my awesome. in my neighborhood that was going to help me. So she's a master seamstress, but she backed out at the last minute. She was just too busy. So I had to, you know, I had to just kind of okay. put that on hold. And then I've been contacting other cut and, cut and sew fabric uh, companies in California, and they just they I would have to. I would have to charge like an enormous amount of money for a onesie, which I don't want to do because their price okay. is so high. Yeah. So the one thing with working with China, and that's why so many people go to China, mm-hmm. which is so unfortunate, is because it's cheaper. I mean, they will they will print they will print your fabric, cut and sew your fabric. They'll put yeah. the tags on it. I mean, it comes to you already made, but then the drawback is you have to buy such a large quantity at a time to make it worth their while. So what would, Mm. what would you have to charge for a onesie if you, if you found Mm. another seamstress? So you were just doing it very small scale, very handmade, but you're working with the seamstress. How much do you think you would have to charge to make a profit on a onesie? One cut and sew company said that she would probably charge me like 12 bucks a onesie or something like seven to 12, like it's crazy. And so then with my cost with the fabric, I mean, it would be like 40 bucks a onesie, which is ridiculous. I mean, there's, there's no way I would charge that much. I just, Mm -hmm. I couldn't in good, in good conscience, like charge that much. So my, my thought was that I was just going to teach myself, like, you know, I was going to take some surgery classes. I have a friend that was going to give me her surgery machine and I was going to take some classes at our local sewing store or sewing machine store and, and just teach myself how to, how to do it. Okay. What if, what, what do you think would be your cost if you found like that friend that you had found that was just going to, if you could find somebody else like her, what do you think the the difference would be then? How much do you think you'd have to charge for a onesie if you found? I don't know. I would probably say, I don't know, like 20 or something like that. 20, 25. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the reasonable yeah, realm. Yeah, I, I wanted for a I really want product. the fabrics to be good quality. Like, I definitely I want to give. I just want to. I want everything to be quality. So, you know, definitely thinking in the branding aspect. Like, all my fabrics are kind of in the same line, and they all look as mm-hmm. kind of a certain way. You know, a lot of the preemie stuff is. That that I found a lot of the preemie clothes, I don't know the fat. It just looks it just looks very cheaply made, and I think the babies just deserve mm-hmm. so much better. You know, like I just I just feel like parents want something that that looks yeah. good. I mean, you know, that's the big thing. They want something that that they can take yeah. pictures with, and you know, not see Velcro. Mm-hmm. Like I just hate all the the preemie stuff for like the micro preemies, it's all Velcro. It's like, Oh God, like, I don't want a picture of my baby with Velcro, you know, like I just, I just want everything to be nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
We have some comments over here from Jesse. She was saying, well, one up here, she said, I think this related to when we were talking about the book, the doctors try and prep you for a Nikki stay, but they've only got limited time to chat. I think a a book is an amazing idea. Not all hospitals or experiences are the same, but even the general info, it is something um, I wish I had for sure. (laughs) And then I actually go and visit with parents a lot of the times when I'm, because I go to deliveries every like you know, a couple weeks. So if we have a NICU mom that's, or if we have a preemie mom that whose delivery is imminent, I, I usually will, I, I will chat with them and answer questions. So mm, that's really good. Yeah. So, and then again, you have that yeah. first end experience that's true. of knowing what questions they ask and knowing what their big <laughs> concerns are. Yeah. I mean, you're an expert. You totally are. And then she said, <laughs> Jesse also said, I pay $20 every day because, you know, she obviously being a NICU parent herself. And then Brandy said, yes, I would definitely pay more than $20 for yeah. a onesie if it were a gift I was taking to a friend yeah. at the hospital. That's yeah. so true, too, because those friends, you want to support your friend who mm-hmm. has a baby in the NICU. So you want to be able to get yeah. them that perfect thing that they can mm-hmm. use right, right then. Yeah. I think that's a great point too, because yeah, even what you're willing to spend yeah. on a gift for a friend sometimes is a little different than when it's your own budget. But yeah, I'd feel the same way if I had a friend whose baby was in the NICU and I knew there was this awesome Etsy shop where mm-hmm. I could get her mm-hmm. all these things she could use right off the bat. Because that's the thing, like all the other baby gifts, if you buy them adorable, you know, yeah. newborn baby clothes and they can't wear yeah. them because maybe they're too tiny or like Good the whole point. IV issue and everything. So Very true. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think I really would love, yeah, yeah, I would love to see you line up a few guest posts, Jessica Lynn, because I really now, would think, you target, yeah, would you I, I target think you really like just big mommy get blogs? the word out about um, yourself that way. Would that, okay. I would do more. I would really go bigger. I would go like, Gosh, I don't know if there's like, like even if some of the magazines about babies, mm, do they do yeah. like some of them have like that online presence as well? Like if they take guest posts, um, let me like, I'm going to do a Google search right now and see like what mm. comes up for like, or like, I don't know. There's kind of, I'm sure there's some websites out there that are like NICUparents.com or something like that. But yeah, yeah I'm thinking bigger than that because now mommy blogs are okay, Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. A mommy blog could be really good because in that case, you would almost be more like that mommy blogger is giving her her readers a great recommendation Mm -hmm. for like, Hey, if you have a friend who has a baby in the NICU, here's this, like, you know what? A a great guest post for a mommy blog would be how to support your friend. Oh, that's a good idea. How to support your NICU parent friend and list all Mm -hmm. the ways that they can be supportive. So then in that case, you're not just reaching just the NICU parents. Again, it's all the friends. And then you show all the great resources in your shop that are, that make those great gifts and things like that for them. So that would work for a mommy blog but then I'm thinking in terms of like the baby the really big like Mm -hmm. baby resource websites everything about baby education because then those you can really go in depth on and more talk to the NICU parents Mm -hmm. and be the expert in terms of then caring for their NICU babies and things like that. The friend angle goes along really well with Dana's comment here 
she, we were talking about buying a gift and what we would pay for mm-hmm. a friend who had a baby in the NICU. And she says, especially since so often you have no idea what to get that, yeah. that might be appropriate for the situation, which I totally agree, Dana, because if I had a friend with a baby in the NICU, I I would not know what they need, yeah. what would fit them. I, I would have yeah. no clue what to buy. So if, if you have the clothing and the crib mattresses mm-hmm. and the the paperback book and the care package idea that Bethany (laughs) had. I mean, you would be like a great one-stop shop for a concerned friend who wants to support another friend. And let's see, Carla says they may not know either. It's hard to field questions of what do you need when you're going through a crisis? Absolutely. Oh yeah. These parents are so overwhelmed. They don't want to return phone calls. Mm -hmm. And often I tell parents, don't return phone calls. You need to designate an information person and you need to be there with your baby and just forget everybody else because everybody else can wait Mm -hmm. and you need to just focus on your time with your baby. Have your mother-in-law do it. Give them a list of people to contact and you just kind of completely be removed from that whole aspect of having a new baby. Yes, very true. And even if they knew what they needed, which like it sounds like they oftentimes don't know what they need, these NICU parents, you you feel bad like telling your friend, yeah, get me X, Y, and Z. Like, please. Yeah, here's my my list. Here's my list. But But if they could browse your store, and find, you know, make their own selections, then that would be awesome. Let's see. Jessica says, maybe you might be able to partner with your hospital. Our NICU gave us some recommendation pamphlets for some feeding supply companies. Well, well, I'll tell you one thing. The the reason why they gave you those recommendations is because they're probably they're probably in business with them. So my hospital, my hospital is not going to promote my business because they have no stake in my company. So that that's actually really Uh. frowned upon. So that's not going to work. I wish, I wish I could, you know, cause we have, Shoot. we have a, you know, little guide, not like, not a guide, but yeah. like a visiting policy or, you know, and we have breastfeeding classes and that kind of stuff. And it would be such a great resource to parents, but legally I'm not allowed to even mention it. So. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But what about other hospitals yeah, and that I have yours friends that where you don't work, Jessica Lynn, because I um, ask them if maybe if maybe that would work. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It would be like a conflict of interest because I technically, you know, I don't work there. Yeah. That's interesting that Jesse said we got tubby protectors from an Etsy store that was recommended through the hospital. I'm curious. Was it a big hospital or was it like a community hospital? Yeah, that would be interesting to hear, huh? Because that's the other thing, Jessica, and while you're still building up your inventory, what if you came up with a whole list of like shops yeah. and great resources for NICU parents and yours would be one of them, but you could list like, here's great for this. Here's great for this. Here's great for that. Oh, by the way, I'm great for your, mm-hmm. you know, your crib sheets and your this and that, like, but have a whole list of the different places and then that, and then you could maybe get okay. in touch with uh, you know, with hospitals, with that, just kind of like, hey, thought this was could be a oh, great guy for you. Or Jessica said the hospital is very large. I'm surprised. So that's that's so amazing. Some, I'm, I'm curious what hospital that's is. Maybe you could send me a message and tell me what hospital it is. <laughs> 
Right. So clearly some hospitals are open to supporting any size business if it'll help their patients. Well, way to go, hospital. That's That's how it should be. I think think it should always be about the patients. I mean, you know, it should all, it should be about making their stay better and making their experience better. That's how I've always felt. But, you know, some, some, some hospitals treat it like a big business, which is unfortunate. So. Yeah. And also I just searched NICU on Amazon and books and like a lot of what comes up are like nursing books and doctor, you know what I mean? Like educational books. There's a few. Okay. So I see one, it's called preemies second edition, the essential guide for parents of premature babies. Yeah. So there are, I guess there are a few, but a lot of them are more for the medical people themselves. So I think there's totally, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Especially mm-hmm. room for the NICU nurse herself's per- perspective because you get to know those families so well. Like that's oh, the yeah. thing. As a nurse, like mm-hmm. you know your family. Thank so you for much saying that. I think so. Do. I mean, it's just true. You have way more time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, we have way more time Especially with them. Like it's we just, are. That's we just, are literally that's just at how it is. We get day in, day like, out. We do not leave. So, I mean, we don't have, wow. we don't have a nurse's station. Yeah. We are in the room yeah, there's with no, babies at yeah. all times. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. You're the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you form some tight relationships. That would be terrible. And, but yeah, just yeah, have I'm you sure, ever had to yeah, be with just, parents that are like awful oh, girl. and you have to be around them oh, all the time? Oh, girl. I have some be stories. <laughs> And it's only getting worse. Only getting worse. Oh, no. oh my God. But you know what? The good, the good oh, ones no. for, you know, the good ones that are appreciative and are, are just all, all about hmm. the babies make it, make it, you know, make up for the, the not so great ones. But, you know, I try to always keep in mind that they're kind of going through a crisis. So any, any little like, you know, I don't want to say character flaws, but I, any, any kind of like anxiety or anything that they have is only going to be like magnified a million times because they literally yeah. are in this crisis that they've been thrown into. But yeah, some nights are mm-hmm. tough. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine because for me, it's more like, well, we had some patients who would be in and out of the hospital for months and months. And you're always like, we get those two. It's like, oh, no, they had another. Like, I know it sounds sounds terrible. It's so bad. Most of them, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but most of the time, yeah. But then, yeah, like you said, you really do create these these strong bonds. And I, I'm still yeah, in contact with most love. of the families that I've, you know, been with, especially the ones that I've, I've taken care of for months and months and months. And thanks to Facebook, you know, wow. you can always kind of keep in touch, which is great because you can see the babies and we have NICU reunions and you can see them when mm-hmm. they're five and running around and talking. Yeah, so that's oh, really great. That's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. That That's awesome. Yeah. Just man, all your wisdom with all the kids you've yeah. cared for and seen those babies go from, you know, brand new. We, I mean, we used a guy on Fiverr to format the ebook for Kindle. And I think I tried to do stuff on my own first, but I think I could have gone just right to him and been like, Hey, can you do this? And so, so did you just write, like, you know, you wrote like a bullet point and kind of expanded upon those ideas and then you just gave it to him and he organized it. 
We no, he didn't. We edited, so we like oh, okay. we definitely reached out to. We had how many editors do we have, Sarah? Maybe ten editors on our book, which probably turned out to be a little too many too because many. we got kind of overwhelmed with all of the different ideas and changes and suggestions. So I'd say maybe just a handful of editors. And then our mom was an awesome editor. Our mom was like the (laughs) editor in chief and she took everybody else's feedback and like combined it together to, to see what made the most sense. So that was really cool. That was nice. My mom would be, my mom would be a great editor. I think she's listening now. Hi mom. Oh, is she? (laughs) Hi, Desculin's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yes, that's what we, yeah. So he didn't edit, although I bet you could go on Fiverr and maybe find editors yeah. too. I'm not sure. But yeah, so for the formatting, cause there's just weird stuff to turn into a Mobi file, like for Kindle, but then, yeah. And then Sarah knows all about using create space and getting it mm. in paperback. So yeah, I mean, just, you know, whatever questions you have along the way. We did, we did pay somebody to format for create space too, though. Like okay. I mean, we, yeah. It wasn't very expensive. And I think if we would have had more time, that that part, so that's the getting it in paperback format portion. I think I think that part would have been a little easier for mm-hmm. us to do on our own. We were just, we thought we were pressed for time and then we paid for it to be done. And then we didn't end up doing anything with it for several months. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it eventually got in paperback format, so... Oh, yeah. So I just looked up like baby resource websites and like quite mm-hmm. a few things came up. I was just going to give you one tip too on that, Jessica Lynn, in terms of guest posting, because you want to yeah. make sure it's obviously going to be worth your time and effort. You don't yeah. want to guest post on a place that's like really not getting any traffic. So we like to go to Alexa. If you go to Alexa.com and then it gives okay. you their Alexa ranking, it's not going to tell you oh. exactly how much traffic they get, but you can relatively yeah. compare them with each other. And so the gotcha. lower the number, the better. So like, and one really cool thing to do is like our sister-in-law, Abby, she shares how much, cause she does traffic and income reports every month. So she shares how much traffic she gets to her site. So what, what I, well, what I like to do is like kind of say, okay, Abby has X amount of traffic to her site and here's her (laughs) Alexa ranking. So somebody who's got way worse of an Alexa ranking, you know what I mean? It lets me kind of spitball what I think their traffic numbers might be. So yeah. So stick with a yeah. higher – yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, it could definitely help you prioritize where you want to pitch to first to get yeah. the most bang for your buck. Although uh, I'm sure, too, looking how looking at how engaged their social media is, like if you want them to share it on Facebook or something, then seeing if that gets a lot of engagement yeah. could be you know, a way to prioritize as well mm-hmm. or – or include that in your decision-making process. Yeah. Because obviously your time is limited. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. With all of these ideas we're throwing at you, you'll definitely yeah. have to prioritize big time. Yeah. Um, so, Jessalyn, I mean, yeah, I'm even thinking now, I don't know how you get an article posted on, like, parenting.com <laughs> for Parenting Magazine, but, like, I think you need to – Go for it and try it because I mean, they've okay. got fertility, pregnancy, baby, toddler, but they're huge. And like you, I just think, like, okay, any old person who goes on and tries to guest post, they're probably gonna be like, eh, okay, it would have to be like this amazing post and like whatever. But like, you're, 
a NICU nurse. Like you just yeah. like that is your secret weapon. I feel like they would so easily take an awesome article from you mm-hmm. around because you're a NICU nurse. And so it's like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. Like you're that expert. You're able to go to them and guest post and, and have that credibility. I think mm-hmm. you, I really would love to see you like shoot big. I'm even thinking like right now, I mean, now I don't know how far in advance they plan out their editorial calendar, but like, I don't oh. know, is there something you could do about like caring for your, your NICU friends during the holidays or like how to make your oh. NICU stay easier during the holidays or how to, mm-hmm. I don't know, something along those lines that would. That's true. Yeah. They, pro- they probably, if it's, it might yeah. be past. That is a great idea at the end. I, I do. But then you can put it in your back pocket for next year if it's already passed. I would wonder if like a big time name like parent.com, like I wonder if they ask you to submit writing samples or where you've guest posted previously. Oh, so I yeah. don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing that that could be a possibility. So you may have to do stepping stones before you yeah. pitch to them, but I don't know. That's just a complete random guess. Yeah. It's worth a try. <laughs> yeah. So Jessica is saying she thinks that it's six plus months ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would be and, and maybe that's for the print, not online. Yeah, or that's maybe what it's I'm both. Thinking, oh. they, they've got a bazillion online <laughs> articles that I know are not going into their magazine. So, because if you, yeah, if you go to parenting.com, I mean, there's, I'm seeing like a bazillion articles listed that have just been posted. And it looks like they're from all sorts of different people, you know? I mean, I think. I think they're almost turning into like the BuzzFeed of parenting. And so they're taking, I mean, to me, it looks like they're taking quite a lot of guest posts. But oh, good. Yeah. good. Yeah. And really the online version is probably better because the clickable link yeah. is right yeah. to your do you, shop. Do you yeah. think? That's true. Yeah. Okay. Brandy says, I think the gift set idea with the sheet, heating ring, onesie book, et cetera, is a That's brilliant a idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. I think And that- you know who's doing that now is Freshly Picked just started doing that. Oh. They do like the, they do the moccasins. They do like, I think they do a hat and like a baby onesie and then a robe for mommy and like a little tote. And they, they offered that. I think it's called like the bringing home baby set. And that was like oh. a huge seller. Wow. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Down the and road, you could even partner with them, Jessalyn. You could be like, oh, hey, they are like my, I have that's this. like that. I, I, I always say this, like, I feel so uncomfortable, you know, approaching influencers, you know, like yeah. I, I say, I always feel like the, like the nerdy kid trying to like <sighs> ask the cool kids to sit with them at lunch. No, <laughs> no. That's how we feel all the time. Yeah. At least all do. the time. I think what you'll find is like nobody in online business is really cool. I mean, in all honesty though, I think we all have a bit of like a, a nerdy, like we love checking things off to-do list kind of side. So don't, oh, yeah. no, no, yeah, you're fine. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Gina, we're all dorks. We're all dorks. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Gianna's thing. Uh, yeah. Do you have, do you have a way, I'm sorry, I'm coming on late where people can donate to hospitals with your gifts, I think. Oh, that's a good idea. I do. I do donate 10% of my profits to March of Dimes. And okay. then I started a March of Dimes. We walk every year um, for a March with Babies at uh, Sacramento Capitol. And so I started a group 
and I always I have a group through my hospital, but I started a Love Lila Ann um, group, oh. and so I'm every month with my with the ten percent profits I donate to that group, and then I'm I have a link in my. I think in every listing to, to that page. So people can either like virtually walk with us or if they're in the area, it has a link to the actual March so people can join us. Um, And then they can of course donate to that cause. That's all. Yeah. I think that's great. I'd put it and maybe you already have it in your about section as well, but yeah, just other places you can tie that in so people know they're Yeah. Like even in your shop announcement, I would maybe have it at the bottom just so people can so clearly see like your business has this very focused mission too, which is really cool. I think I do. I think I do have it in the about page. Okay. I know I have it in every listing, but I think I have it in the about page. Yeah. And then I know she asked, is there a way we can donate to give your packs to a local NICU? You know, I haven't set that up, but that's a great idea. I would love to do that. I, the baby that I'm taking care of now, his mom gave me a little, you know, $40 gift certificate to Joanne's, which of course is like, oh, happy day for Ah, me. And uh, so what I was planning on doing is just spending that money to get fabric and then make some more and just kind of pay it forward and give it to just drop them off at like a couple of the NICUs in the, in the area and just find some, some cute fabric that's maybe on sale so I can get a little bit more bang for my buck and do some cute things for the local NICUs. But that's a good idea. I I will definitely look into that. And maybe that would be a good way to get your foot in the door with other, if you want to be recommended at other hospitals, like with the donation, when you, I I don't know, although that could get pricey as well, but I don't know if that would help them decide to want to talk about you in their brochures or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. I love your about page. I was just reading it on your shop and it's so good. And it's just so clear, like where your heart is at. We get to know you on this page and then your mission for your shop. Like it's so good. I mean, that's just, I don't know. Your your business is one that I'm just so excited about because. Oh, thank you so uh, much. Like you're solving this real problem. You're an expert in this area. Like you just, it's the whole package. Like I know, I know it's going to take like a lot of time and work to make it big, but like you have, I don't know, you, you completely have the foundation there. Like you have everything you need there. It just, you know, obviously takes time and work to develop more products and get the word out. Right. Gianna said, yeah, Gianna. Yeah, Gianna. I always have to think about it, Gianna, and make sure I'm saying it right. She said, our hospital gave us a baby blanket with our healthy baby. I think that would be a great thing for hospitals to give to hurting families and scared yeah. families. Yeah. So if some hospitals are already giving a blanket, then maybe yeah. it's not a huge step for them to give something to a NICU family as well. Yeah. Like and unfortunately, one, like yeah, I think unfortunately our NICU parents kind of lose out on, I think they still get. Our hospital used to give like a diaper bag and, and used to give like a little blanket in there and some other stuff. And I'm trying to think when I had, I think they stopped doing that. And I don't see our NICU families really getting a lot. I think our unit as a whole, our, our unit, we've just kind of taken upon ourselves just to help our families, you know, ourselves and not really relied on the hospital. I think with my kids, I got a diaper bag, but it was sponsored by like Infamil or Similac or 
I did like some comments here. Yvonne said, would it be possible to follow in Tom's footsteps and for every purchase made you donate one to a NICU? And she suggested March of Dimes, which you're already giving yeah. 10% to March of Dimes, which actually next week, Jessica, you yeah. should totally listen to the podcast oh, because yeah. we have a woman on who does something like Yvonne is suggesting yeah. where she's yeah. a business, but she definitely has a mission mm-hmm. that goes along with her business. And oh, for yeah. Purchase, she donates. And because yeah. of that, she does charge a higher premium price oh. for her items. For products. In order to in order to be able to then fulfill the donating mission side yeah. of her business. So I would love to, I would love to eventually do that right now. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I already charge quite a bit for my, my stuff. And I've even kind of cut the pricing back a little bit because I don't want to scare people away at a higher price mm-hmm. uh, point. I would love to eventually do that. But, but for right now, I, I can't, I can't afford that. Eventually I want right. to get to a place where the majority of our profit is going towards just giving back. But right now I have yeah. to kind of, you know, make it yeah. so that the business keeps going. Yeah. You know? well, and if Absolutely. eventually, yeah. And if eventually your goal is to be doing this full time and phasing yeah. out of the nursing, then yeah. I mean, you have to find a way to have a profitable business yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. And I think Definitely. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with helping people and having a profitable <laughs> business for sure. Absolutely. Um, what was I going to say real quick? Oh, Another great thing I love though about your business is that it's great all year round. Like you're not going to be a business that only sells at Christmas time because there will always be people having babies and the whole, you know, NICU babies all year round. So I love that. And another thing I think you could do is reach out to magazines to be included in their I, I, I don't know if you'd call it gift guide because we're, you know, yeah. we get past Christmas gift guides, but in their great products for parents or you know, like those kind of things. I think your betting is so cool in the way that you've, Mm -hmm. you know, use that gathering mechanism to make it fit for more than one thing. I think you could also reach out to them and say, Hey, I have this really cool, innovative product that because parents are going to look at that and go, Oh, that's a really good idea. So yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. The gift guide idea. I have to my husband has to get to yeah. work. Yeah, I was just oh, thinking yeah. we've been on for yeah. a while. We That's okay. So and, I, fun. and your all your keyword stuff is coming, Jessica, and my voice okay. is finally better. So you should have it by the Don't end of today. So, please, yeah. Nurse to nurse, please yeah. take care of yourself. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, yeah. So I guess, yeah, let's, if you want to tell everyone one more time, the best place for them to find you online, Jessica. Okay. I am on Facebook at Love Lila Ann. I'm on Pinterest at Love Instagram at Love Lila Ann and Etsy at Love Lila Ann. Very easy to to find to find awesome. us. I'm gonna type Excellent. you one more time. Yeah, thank you so much for this, Jessica. And this was so much fun. Oh, thank thank you. It was really fun. Thank good you luck so and much, keep guys. us updated on how oh, it goes. Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> Bye. Okay, see you. Bye, Bye everyone. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. It was fun. Good comments and suggestions. For the show notes, head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash BBM124. I don't know if you noticed, but earlier in the episode, 
Jessica Lynn mentioned that SCO had completely dumbfounded her until she had read Beth Ann's Get Found Guide to Etsy, which walks you through step-by-step how to apply SEO to your Etsy shop. If you struggle with SEO and could really use some solid advice on how to apply it to your own business in a way that is easy to understand, then I would encourage you to check out Beth Ann's Get Found Guide to Etsy. You can find it in our Shopify store, which can be found at brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash shop. I hope you're having a great day. Now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant.